Zombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show I Zombie. My name is Robin, and I'm here to test my endurance, my courage, and my sense of self as a man. I'm Stephanie, and I must be a weirdo because I don't lie. <laughs> well, we meet again, old friend. <laughs> Whack. Uh, <laughs> I doubled up on the quotes this week. Sorry. Um, well, we're here for the uh, season finale. Wait, it's not the season finale. It's uh, it was the season finale, but now it's now it's not. So, well, that, that, this is an awesome ending. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe we'll get into that towards the end of our discussion. Um, mm-hmm. I don't because you know what we're going to go pretty much straight into the discussion because all I have for news is uh, the ratings: 0.5, 1.25 million viewers, same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Okay, all right. <laughs> We're not losing anybody. Right, so. right. We're not down to a point four. We we haven't lost. We haven't gained. We're just there. We're just there. And you know, the flash brings in like triple those numbers the hour before. And nobody stays around. But whatever. <laughs> they they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the show's better anyway. So uh, this episode is titled "The Whopper." Is that the? Uh, to all beef patty special. No, wait, that's Big Mac, right? Um, anyway, I don't know. I don't eat fast food, so I don't know. No, oh man. Um, written by Rob Thomas, the showrunner, and also directed by Michael Fields. And there was a field in this episode as well. <laughs> and wasn't there a police a field or something? What was it? A cop a field? Cop a field? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually write down any of the chapter titles. So oh, there were some good ones. Okay, yeah. any any others uh, we should talk about? Uh, I oh they, they had a U two album title, uh, all that you can leave behind or can't leave behind. I can't, I yeah, can't, I'm not very punny. No, I'm not a U two a U two fan. There was uh, I like their hits. <laughs> what, what's his name? Um, uh, what's the squirrely guy? Don E. Don E. Don E. Be good. Don E. Be good. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I oh, I forgot to mention in our news section or whatever our, our whatever section, um, we were supposed to have uh, Mr. Rob Thomas actually drop by for this episode, um, but he's a really busy right now, and I'm thinking that they might be working on the uh, the actual season finale. Um, but I'm, I'm not certain, but, um, I am still, if you, if you listen to our last episode, I am still 95% sure that we, we've got him. And now you know who it is. And, uh, I'm, I'm thinking if things work out right and we, and it's still up in the air where we've been working tirelessly with, uh, his assistant to try to nail down a time where everybody's happy. Um, we're, pro- we're probably going to do a, a little bonus episode with, uh, Mr. Thomas. So... Yeah, I can't wait to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, I'm I'm kind of glad that it's put off a few days, mm-hmm. so I can get over the like, I can feel the nerves subsiding. Mm. I think I'm going to be okay. I won't be quite as stuttery. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I actually replayed that when I was editing uh, several times just because this was really funny. <laughs> it was for real. I've never done that before in my life. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I'm anyway getting into discussion. I'm sure Mr. Thomas uh, Rob um, is uh, has uh, actually thrown out a little reference to us in the beginnings of this episode as we talk as we see uh, Ravi listening to a podcast. Right? Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about that too. It's got to yeah, be, you know, it's got to be about super us, right? fans listen to podcasts about you know the fandom. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously this is a Star Wars one that um, Ravi is listening to. It's called Boba Chat, <laughs> a podcast for the dark side. Um, but, um, yeah, I like the uh, little Kylo Ren references in there and whether or not he's uh, whether or not he's as scary as Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet. <laughs> scary. Hilarious. Um, how about, how about, uh, geocaching? You ever, uh, you ever been geocaching? 
It sounds interesting. I've, I've had friends who've gotten into it, but I've never actually. How do you get started? What do you do? I don't. I think you got to download an app, and it look you get you get locations of where the like coordinates, actual like coordinates on a map. Where uh huh, like GPS coordinates. Yeah, yeah. And now is it, it is it like the the new version of like metal detector because my my daughter has a metal detector mm. but where do you go to metal like <laughs> let me tell you about this great show it's on netflix it's mm-hmm. a british show the detectorists the detectorists yeah That's it's funny. okay i can't remember these guys names it's okay the guy that played uh capote mm. that that wasn't philip seymour hoffman oh yeah the other guy. guy the british guy <clears throat> and then the guy who played in Pirates of the Caribbean, the one whose eye popped out. Oh. Uh, Tall and skinny. The guy who's not Dwight, but he's on The Office as the Dwight character in the UK. Gotcha. Yes, him. <laughs> him. Okay, these two guys are in this show, and mm-hmm. they... In, in, okay, you know, like, the thing about England and Europe, there's real history there. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we have history here, but our history's not that old. Right, it's like a couple hundred years. Yes, but in England, they can, you know, they're detectoring for real, you know, historic things. Yeah, I guess. They're detectorists. (laughs) Anyway, it's a great show. Check it out. It's really cute. All right. We should start a podcast. (laughs) Okay. We'll have to quit our job. Uh, but yeah, geocaching, I know it's, it, you basically like, you find, uh, the treasure, like you find like whatever, uh, uh, an Easter egg or some sort of, uh, you know, box or safe or something that's been buried or just hidden really well. And, uh, I, I know in some, some cases you, you open it up, you grab whatever is in there or grab one thing that's in there and you have to replace it with something else and like kind hmm. of leave a message on the app or whatever that, Hey, this is, this has actually been opened. And so then it intrigues other people to go find it. And then there's, you know, many other ones. So I don't that know. That sounds neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we weren't podcasting all the time, maybe we can get into it. <laughs> We don't have time for that <laughs> stuff. Okay. I didn't really uh, do like a recap. I just wrote several notes in there in here, and I think maybe we can like just talk about the little things before we get into the big things. Okay. Like for instance, um, Clive, um, kind of uh, connecting the dots, uh, asking me because he heard about you know this whole connection to Julian last week with uh, Blaine, the supposed chaos killer, and now he's asking Major about it. And Major's like, listen, last time I talked to you about it, you sent me to the mental mm-hmm. hospital. So, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, the whole, like, the fact that there's, like, zero trust between these guys. And, and then that surveillance photo later. It's like Major's yeah. getting even deeper with Clive. Yeah, and Clive, talking about the funeral, he said, that's a brilliant front mm. for whatever Blaine's doing because he can just, you know, smuggle things in and out with that hearse. But he's not even, you know, he doesn't know about the zombie part, you know, the brains and yeah. The, but if whatever. He is, but if Blaine is the chaos killer, uh, this is a great front for him to get rid of the bodies. Yeah. Um, another thing that he's starting to figure out, ah, which ah. made me like go, oh my god. No. That Liv takes on the personality trait. Yes, I, I, I've been thinking all this time. Like he's does gotta, he think she's just weird? Yeah, like what is he thinking? Yeah, he's got to realize that there's some sort of like a connection here. Um, but uh, now he's now he's vocalizing it. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's, it was like he was trying to talking to Ravi. He was trying to work it out. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some uh, reviews of this episode t- uh, complaining it was too expository, and I think they were citing this as one of them, but it's it's not true. It, 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 Clive <laughs> is figuring it out. <laughs> He's not explaining to the audience what's going on. And it's, it's not really that it's expository. It's just that it's complex. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, what else? Um uh, um, uh, um, um, oh, uh, I love the uh, Ravi uh, teasing Clive about calling his FBI girlfriend by her last name. I thought that was very, very X Files. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, we got a brain burger this this week that looked delicious. Okay, let's talk about the brain. Oh yes, okay. 
that brain has been rotting in the ground for two months. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so gross. We had to do one of those before, right? The uh, I think so. virtual reality bites the the gamer that was yes that was decomposing in his basement. <sighs> yeah, but um, it's funny in a show with so many lies going on <laughs> to all these different people. Like every single person is lying to each other about one thing or another. Yeah, because okay. Okay, okay, okay. Major gets caught in somebody's house, I guess, trying to take out a, another zombie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I missed the name, but Don E and who's the guy with the eye patch? Chief? Chief. They catch him, mm-hmm. bring him in in a body bag, and so, <laughs> so now... There's kind of a connection. Now, Major has to kind of tell Blaine, without telling him too much... Yeah. What he's doing. Right. And he finds out that his father's still alive. So he goes to, and so Blaine tells him about Liv. So so Major has to go to Liv's house and says, "Are you been, have you been palling around with Blaine? <laughs> no, I've been I'm, touring cemeteries with my grandma. With my grandmother? <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's lying to him about Evan. I was like, oh my God, Evan, they said his name. <laughs> yeah, at least we get a, you know, a... Yeah. It's a name check, but... Everybody's I mean, lying to Clive. Uh-huh. And then, what was the other lie that... Oh, well, Drake is having to lie to live Mm-hmm. Because he has to go, like, take out Terrell, Terrell Johnson. Yep, because he might implicate Drake in other things. Yeah, and so she he tells her that he's guarding the door. Or something at some somebody. What was it? Uh, yeah, said, I, gotta, I wrote this down. G Rad got attacked by a junk, a drunk bachelorette with a penis straw. Got to go cover the door. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, wait a second. So, is this? Is he? Is he saying basically he's working security somewhere? Mm-hmm. And he's not specifically saying it's Mr. Boss because. I don't know. I think Drake Drake getting introduced, he got introduced, and then we had the hiatus, so my, my brain kind of fogged over on yeah, how much he's actually said, and that also led to my confusion on who was where the night Drake was shot, so <laughs> the, I, I was I was confused a lot during this episode, I got yeah. to say. Uh, but again, I think it's just because uh, so much stuff and I, connecting so many little dots. But uh, what other lies? Um, I, I I really um, I, I wrote down all the different lies that Liv told during this episode that were funny, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the Jamaica me thirsty. She was a bartender, and it sounded like uh, she was really talented at juggling bottles. Like yeah, all I could think about was cocktail. Cocktail, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Don't look for the place." It was. Uh, it went over in an alt nine. Alt nine. <laughs> But she invented that way. She invented the orgasm. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and just you know the lies that she's coming up with, um, just for no reason at all. Like she was late coming back from uh, uh, getting from Chinese. getting lunch. Uh huh. She's like, I had to and perform. Somebody, she had to perform CPR because somebody had had a, a slight heart attack. <laughs> And even even more of a like a why 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 lie at all? Yeah, because that's the, the thing the, about people who lie. You know, it's a lie because they add more detail than they have to. Yeah. And so her lies are so elaborate. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the when she goes and talks to Clive and Basio, she starts talking about the lottery. Uh, a lottery ticket. That doesn't even matter. Who cares? <laughs> And uh, yeah, one of my favorite. I mean, the one that works the best, I think, uh, and it sounds more like live than anything, is uh, the "Go pick me up a, a soy latte." It stimulates psychic activity. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm just trying to get you to get coffee for me. Um. Okay, when, let me. This is uh, not related to that, but when Liv and Clive are standing outside the house where Terrell Johnson is held up. That looks like they got it out of uh, hoarders. They look like they got this location out of hoarders. <laughs> she says, "This has been the longest day, or something like that." That was such an odd little. Yeah, I, I was like, "We've got to ask Rob Thomas about. This. Is that just like, 
a writer's inside joke that yeah. maybe he is packing too much into this one day oh, or that's something. That's good. That's good. Definitely I don't know. make a note of that. Um, yeah. I thought that was weird too. I was like, is, are, is she saying basically like, is that kind of like Rob Thomas saying like, yeah, we're, we're really going through many different steps to connect one thing to another to make this whole case work and make it also connect to our over overarching uh, mythology here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was just Liv making a funny little comment. Oh yeah, when 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 they go to Terrell's house later, and you know Terrell's already gone, but she's I didn't notice this the first time, but the second time I watched it. She says, oh, just walk in. The door's ajar. And then it pans over the door and Clive opens the door. Like, it's not ajar at all. It was closed. Uh, <laughs> well, at the first time I saw it, I knew that there was something funny about that, but I wasn't. I didn't quite catch mm. what the deal was about that. But that was a lie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go rats, Blaine, and then finish up talking about the case because the case is the most complex thing so first the rats we find out that um ravi cloned new hope and then impregnated a surrogate mother rat with with these clones so when she gave birth to the clones they end up turning into zombies and devouring their mother's brain (laughs) okay uh, and and she did and, and he did this because um they would rather test the cure on rats that, you know, that are zombies rather than humans. And um, I love the fact that I think this is going to come back. Liv, Liv mentioned something like she's she wants to uh, – she's like, oh, we got Blaine. We can just test it on him. Uh-huh. And Robbie's like, you don't mean that or whatever. And she's she says something about um, – What's it going to take to convince you that he's a devil? Now, Ravi, of all people, shouldn't be convinced that, you know, he's a, de- he's a devil. Um, but there was, like, two things there that I, I noted. Uh, one, we're all kind of rooting for Blaine a lot in this episode for some reason, especially mm-hmm. against his father. And that we'll get into that. But um, we shouldn't be. And I think it was, like, almost Rob... Thomas saying to the audience, like, yeah, he's still like a super murderer and killed a lot of like killed a lot of people and is evil and did all sorts of things. No matter how charming Blaine is, he is still right. the bad guy. Um, and the uh, the other thing there was, I'm wondering if when you know when they take this tainted utopium that they found at the end of the episode and make the cure if all of a sudden we're going to see like a, a montage of like Blaine getting a bag thrown over his head and getting grabbed. And it turns out that it's like Liv Major and Ravi grabbing him and uh, testing the cure on him. Right. Cause yeah, I think cause it's almost like it's foreshadowing. It. Yeah. Yeah. She dropped that line. Like, and then they kind of went on to the next scene with Blaine doing the devil horns and all that. But, uh, I, you know, the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, maybe they're saying that because, you know, it's going really, to happen. They're really going to, because they're not going to test it out a major. And, uh, you know, these little zombie clone rats, maybe, I don't know. I wonder if, I wonder if uh, they'll all devour each other or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they're definitely going to test it on Blaine before they test it on major, I'm assuming. So a new hope was the one that <clears throat> the zombie rat that they cured mm-hmm. and then it reverted back to zombieism and then it just dropped over and died. No, uh, new. Oh, oh wait. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Because so I guess he must have cloned new hope cloned its body. I don't know anything about genetics, so I guess that's possible. <laughs> you can, clone I don't know. A dead I, thing. I guess you can. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. when he said clon- I was like, wow, there's some serious science going yeah. on in that, yeah. in that morgue. Yeah. It's going to have, like, the machine from the fly in there all of a sudden, and Robbie's going to step out of it naked and realize that he's <laughs> grown wings. <laughs> and that mental picture was for all you ladies out there. Uh, <laughs> um, what else? I guess that's that's it for the the rats. So, and we find out that uh, um, as a result of uh, uh, no hope or no hope, new hope dying. <laughs> there's no hope. <laughs> the clock is ticking. Blaine and Major are going to no hope. Back. That's another show. What? What's that? No hope. No hope. 
There's a there's a show called was, No Hope. No, that was Jessica Jones. Oh, <laughs> at one time, Kilgrave says something about you know you'll oh you'll lose all hope. Oh right, losing hope. Okay, that's right. Um, but uh, there's also Raising Hope. Ah, uh, that was a cute show. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they're gonna Major and Blaine are, are on limited time now, so they definitely they are to, in a hurry to find, to find that, that legless man. Tainted utopia. <laughs> but first, uh let's talk about Blaine and his uh terrible childhood. Again, where we find out something horrible happened. Like not only does he have a bad dad, but he his bad dad uh, gave him this horrific uh, nanny named uh, Freda Bader. <laughs> Freda Bader. Um, what did he say? Uh, he said, "Sorry, you lost out to uh, oh, oh, what was Hitler's girlfriend?" <laughs> yeah, that's right. <sighs> uh, what's her face? Yeah, Hitler, you know Hitler's girlfriend. Hitler's girlfriend, you know. <laughs> Uh, but she did things like she starved him for tracking in mud. Uh, Put him in a dog cage yeah, carrier. And, and of course. Made that, him mop the floor with his tongue. Oh, yeah. Murdered his dog. Another dog murder. Oh. No. Um, but uh, yeah, we find out there's a twist in the will that if uh, there is some sort of foul play involved, like Frau, uh, Frau Bader gets it all, gets gets a ton of money. But if if uh, there's foul play involved, obviously Blaine's behind it, so uh, uh, Bader's got to get going to get the entire thing. And uh, yeah, so I'm really hoping we get some sort of revenge on uh, Freda Bader because um, just what little time that she had on the show. I was immediately. I really wanted like Blaine to murder her terribly. Oh, you think she'll be back? Yeah, I. Well, I. I. I kind of hope so. But then again, here I am rooting for this evil murderer and <laughs> <laughs> rooting for him to murder other people. It's uh, you know. You know well, but, it's just a testament to David Anders' charms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, no matter how terrible a kid is, you don't make a kid mop a floor with his tongue. <laughs> So yeah, as you said, um, old man Newcomb, I have it written down here, uh, trapped Major in his panic room. Uh, Major tried to attack him, or freeze him up, or whatever. So uh, Donnie and Chief take him to Blaine, and I love how he sings Happy Birthday without getting getting away with using <laughs> Happy Birthday, because he sings it like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> happy Birthday, <laughs> oh, I forget. Um... But uh, yeah, uh, uh, this this part where you know Blaine opens up the body bag, he's got him in the coffin. I'm really super excited to murder the hell out of Major. Um, I'm I'm really uh, happy we get some dangerous Blaine here. Like so often, he's such like the goofball that he's sitting there like talking about how awesome it's going to be to like put a bullet in his heart or and then just like harvest his brain for a pretty price or you know turn him into a zombie and starve him underground you know so i i, I like the return to evil blame yeah um but yeah one thing i noted here like he's he's like oh you're you're you can detect uh, zombies too you have zombie dar too it's like of, of course blame uh <laughs> well i mean like the last time blame saw him like uh Major was turned into a zombie. That was in the season one finale. And that's when Blaine got shot with the cure, which of course gave him zombie dar and uh, limited time. But the next time Blaine sees Major, Major's human. So don't you figure that he got the same quote unquote cure as you did, Blaine? Maybe he didn't take time to think about that. I don't know. I'm nodding my head. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so Major kind of fesses up, this is what I'm doing, but he doesn't fess up about who's actually having him do it. Yeah. 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 Not too many details. Yeah. So there's all sorts of threats. Blaine is uh, threatening about locking him in this coffin underground. I thought that was pretty scary. And um, also, um, I know where you live. I know where Liv lives. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great delivery. Uh, oh, also, uh, 
uh, you know, they're talking about uh, whether or not they're going to bury Major, and Donnie says, I sure don't want my hole to go to waste, and all of a sudden, Cheap <laughs> is typing furiously. We've all been there. We've all been there, and it dawns on us to say it, but we know everybody else has already th- thought it, so we don't even say it. <laughs> oh, I say it every time. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, uh, I loved when... Um, Blaine's like, I need my dad back. God, do I miss that man? <laughs> he tries to cry and he can't do it. Nope. <laughs> he can't do it. Uh, so, yeah, there's a nice little deal. Major brings in his uh, frozen dad. His popsicle. <laughs> uh, awesome. When did it get so highbrow in here? And uh, as you know, for trade, we major gets to take somebody off his list, and that's uh, Jeremy Chu, the uh, reporter that's been threatening Blaine because you know he's got Holocaust brains. There's no zombie hooker Natalie to help him out, so uh, yeah, he's threatening Blaine a bit. Also, so there was this whole um, scheme to uh, the hairdresser. They got her all uh, cuted up. Yeah. To make candy. Uh, okay. I thought she died. Candy. Uh, what did he say? Did uh, Angus said like way back when that he cut off like all her diff- all her fingers and and finally like she fessed up to. I think I think that she's the one that told Angus about Blaine being a zombie, maybe or something about Blaine. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, but um, or no, the fact that he wasn't a zombie. Well, she put his makeup on to look like a zombie or like a zombie that was covered up pretending not to be a zombie. And then Major said, is this all for my benefit? Because I know or something like that. And then when Candy, uh, I thought he said you cut off all of her fingers and he gave Candy the like the wire cutters or whatever those are. Yeah, yeah. Garden shears or something. Channel locks. Yeah. and then and she, it was like she was going for Angus's hands or where, you know, somewhere down there. So, but she yeah, had all I her could, digits. Yeah, she did. <laughs> what did they grow them back, <laughs> or was that something they just missed? The production, I mean. I don't know. Let's put that on the list to ask. Okay, you're writing this stuff down, right? Uh huh. <laughs> okay, thanks. What's up? Yeah. What, what's up? Candy's with- digits. Yeah. You could read that and you'd be like, what does this even mean? Candy's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> fingers. Yeah, I love the fact that we see Blaine, uh, <clears throat> Candy making Blaine up with this uh, white makeup. And Major's like, oh, he's dressing up like a zombie. What are you doing this for my benefit? Whatever. But no, she's like halfway through her job. Now she's got to apply the beard and the, the wrinkles or whatever after. And here begins... <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing. <laughs> Rob Thomas actually tweeted that um, he he hopes that we uh, enjoyed this song uh, one day more from the soundtrack Les Miserables um, because it was uh, half the budget of the episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, and uh, I I did note that um, even though the record looks like it's like the uh, Broadway recording, this is yeah. this was the movie version. I thought that that sounded like Russell Crowe. Oh, you can hear that Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So I wonder, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Was the movie version cheaper than the Broadway I'm assuming. album? I'm assuming. But, uh, I don't know. But would they not be the same? Yeah, you're right. I, the same don't, I don't understand right. Maybe they're like, they're, they're like, they're like, yeah. You can get this, uh, but we'll give you a discounted rate if you use the one with the old Russell Crowe drone in it. Nobody wants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still like it. Hey, what do you? Have you ever watched uh, Layman's? You ever seen any versions of it? Yeah, I saw the movie. Yeah, and I don't mind Russell Crowe. He's fine. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, he was a little bit off, but it wasn't so much that. I mean, I think it was during his big song. Um, before um, he uh, takes a dive, I'll uh-huh. say, um, that I, I really uh, was like, oh, wow, this has got to get wrapped up. But any other, like when he was singing with other people, uh-huh. um, I love the song where the um, 
um, Javert and uh, Valjean are fighting. What's it called? The duel or something like that. They're like just yeah. going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't make a big movie like that and not have. You got to have names. Mm-hmm. So you know. Yeah. It's got to be somebody. So you never saw like the Broadway production or any? Uh, no, I have not. You've seen so many different uh, productions of things, and uh, no, Lee Miz, huh? I'm just now getting into. I, I, I'm just now. My taste has. Ju- I've just. Ha- I've just gained. I've just acquired the mm-hmm. taste of Broadway. Right. It's it's an acquired taste. Yeah. It's been an evolution for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I, I would. I cannot wait to find out what he has to say about that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love Les Mis. Uh, I, I've, I've seen it on Broadway um, once. Really? Yeah, and it was amazing. Um, and it's one of those things where you listen to it, and um, you just have to listen to it at least ten to fifteen more times after that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of get it out of your system and put it away for a few more years. It, at least, that, I think that's kind of the way I feel about most musicals I see. So, um, but I have to put it on my phone and listen to it. It's 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 a it's just it's so that good. is a great song. Oh yeah, like like my daughter is not. We saw the movie. She was not crazy about the movie, mm-hmm. but she will. That song is so rousing. So yeah emotional so like i just wonder did he say i've got to think of a song that you know we've had this build up all this season of trying to find these buried bodies and what song uh can compare to the uh you know the excitement Mm. of uh you know we have so much on on the line here major's life is on the line well, I mean, I can give you some sort of context to it. I mean, I don't remember the details or whatever, but it, it is several different characters, and it is right before they're about to start the war, you know, and it's at the end of the first act, and it's all very much like, you know, we're going to do this, and and uh, we have, you know, one day more or whatever. It's It's optimistic or whatever, but of course in the second act, you know, spoilers, lots of folks die. <laughs> There's some horrible things ahead, <laughs> so I'm wondering. Uh, like this is the this is the crescendo, and uh, now we're going to kind of like the next six episodes are going to be like all the horrible things are going to happen. Wow! <laughs> and uh, so yeah, there's a real. lot of a lot of uh, a lot of things come with this song mm. that I never I would have not thought of that. It's because I saw the movie once. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like watching it again just for the simple fact that it's the only accessible version of Les Mis I can really watch. Of course, there's the uh, dramatic version uh, yes, starring it's, Liam Neeson. That doesn't have any music, no which music. is weird. I've never seen it before. I was like, what? what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I can say w- one extra thing about this song before we move on. Uh, one Day More is... Uh, uh, a, a song I like to pull up in karaoke as a challenge song. Oh yes! Um, I bring one person up on stage with me. Um, you know, usually like a friend or whatever. I'm like, let's let's nail this. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know, seven different parts singing at once and just bouncing back and forth, back and forth, uh, trying to keep up with the song. Uh, and it goes on for like seven minutes. It's it's, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, Les Mis is, uh, one day more not only serves as, uh, a cover up for the torture that Angus is about to receive at the hands of Chief and Candy. Um, it also is uh, a moment of triumph for our, uh, three heroes at the end of the, at the end of the episode. Yes. And I love the, uh. The freeze frame. I know I'm skipping ahead, but <laughs> when and they... Finn. Yes, <laughs> we'll get back to that. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so uh, I, anyway, back to the old age makeup. Uh, after 50 years of praying, here you are. You missed the zombie apocalypse, the rapture, the ginger rapture. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, you know, you gotta, you gotta love the dedication uh, that Blaine has <laughs> to to this to torture his dad. To torture his, I mean, just to get all dolled up in the, you know, this uh, old age makeup, and talk about like winter is coming and Doctor Zayas is gonna catch us. What is is that from uh, Planet of the Apes? Oh yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just to be like to turn it around and be like, yeah, just I don't know, to, what to confuse the hell out of him basically before he lays lays it down. Like, listen, you tortured me. I'm gonna, you had me tortured. Now I'm gonna have you tortured. Yeah, I think. What did he say? Please help me, Daddy. Please. He help just. Me. He yeah. just. I think he just wanted to hear something like that. Yeah. A, a humble moment, some humble, some humility out of mm-hmm. his dad. So yeah, Angus is uh, probably going to look a little, little rough the next time we see him. I'm assuming, uh, maybe missing a few fingers and toes, and maybe an eye. I don't know. No, he said leave the face alone because he had to make another video. Oh, that's right. Yeah, to prove that he was alive. Mm-hmm. So Bader, whoever, wouldn't get all the money. Right. Um, so that's, I mean, anything else about Blaine you wanted to talk about? I mean, that, it it was a pretty great Blaine episode, I gotta say. Um, I'm assuming... I can't think of anything. Yeah. Well, we gotta tackle it. Okay. People, I mean, I sometimes listen to podcasts just to have them explain to me, like, what happened. And it's not like, like, all the pieces are here. There's just a lot of pieces, Rob. Come on. Uh, write it down. Uh, Rob, come on. All the pieces, okay? All right, no. Just kidding. Uh, all right, so. Okay, so, so. All right. This guy who they thought was a uh, FBI agent is dead in the Borg. I love Where did they find him? Where did they find him? The, 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 the field. That's right. Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> They found a body in the field. They, they, it wasn't the two Utopium guys, tainted right. Utopium guys. It's it it another body. And I love the uh, the girl that comes in to identify him. Like, yeah, oh, yeah she jerk, was... never called me back. <laughs> uh, maybe because he was dead. <laughs> I've seen her in a lot of things. I think she was on Supernatural, maybe. Uh, I didn't look up any casts this week. Um, but, yeah, she met him at the, the bar Possibilities. Possibilities. Uh, possibilities. <laughs> Yeah. So I guess this is. And so then they. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just saying, uh, you know, Bazio would have known if he if this guy was an FBI agent. She right. definitely would have known if he had been missing. Mm-hmm. So we actually go to possibilities. I believe that's where we go to, right? That's they, right. I'm assuming that's what the coaster was, but yes. they never actually said. Um, but they don't. And really then need they to. they find out that this guy he would uh, empty the the game machines. Yeah. And so if they anyway they found out that he worked for Mr. Boss. All right. Uh-huh. First off, Clive shoving a, a a photo of a guy's corpse into uh, this woman's face. She's like, "Wow, how about a warning next time?" I'm like, yeah, Clive, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I could. Well, I can see that he's not. You know, not thinking about. He just wants to get to the bottom of it. He is not. I guess so, but he's not know. like. It's not like he's emotionally invested in this, and it's not like this woman is like a hostile witness. She probably would have told him. But I, I don't, yeah, but I think he's thinking. just so used. He just sees things. He just sees uh, things like this all the time, and just yeah. wasn't thinking about it. Or, or it could have been as a reaction to uh, Liv's uh, whole bartending story. Like that's Yeah, he was ready like, to. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, to get away from that conversation because he knew that she was obviously lying. So Big Fish not only is an FBI agent, he's a September 11th first responder. He played for the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that we find out here that he worked for the arcade game company Pinball Vintage Amusements, which really is a disappointment because what? there's no pun. Oh, yeah. Pinball Vintage a- Amusements. Yeah, straightforward name. Straightforward. Just <laughs> not a fan. But they recognized the address that was Stacy Boss's warehouse. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was from the uh, what was the one about the Cape? Cape Town. Cape Town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, also, another thing that kind of threw us off. Now, 
Um, or threw me off at least. Uh, Clive mentions that uh, Big Fish's uh, luxury sedan has been impounded for months, and there's like thousands of quarters like in the wheel well or something. So he's been skimming from this. Uh, um, his his business is Mr. Boss's business. Right. When 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 we first heard about these two bodies being buried with uh-huh. bellyfuls of utopium, uh-huh. where did I get it in my my head that there was a car buried with the two bodies? I like for some reason I got it in my head that these bodies were in the trunk of a car that was buried in this field. <laughs> where the hell did I get that from? I don't know. I think he, I think Blake said they drove up there, maybe or maybe. I think he said something about a car, but I don't... I'm too lazy to look back. I don't know. (laughs) Listeners, (laughs) I know somebody... Write in if you can read Robin's mind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Twitter, uh, Dawn of Comics, uh, at Dawn of Comics, usually uh, responds uh, to the podcast through Twitter, and I always appreciate him or her uh, filling me in on the (laughs) things I missed out on. Um, So I look forward to his or her tweets. Anyway, uh, so so the bullets that are found in Big Fish are the same bullets uh, match the bullets that f- were found in a dock worker named Popeye, who witnessed mm-hmm. some utopium being unloaded from Hong Kong, and he was about to mm-hmm. testify, but then he was killed, and they said he was probably killed by Terrell Johnson, but they couldn't make it stick because he was covered in blood, mm-hmm. but there was no weapon and no gunshot residue. Mm-hmm. Now we find out later from Liv's vision that Big Fish stumbles upon Terrell uh, over the body, covered in blood. It looked like he was trying to like be like, you know, are you dead? Kind of thing, like trying to wake him up. Like he seemed actually stunned that this guy was murdered. Mm-hmm. So, are we saying that Drake Drake possibly murdered um, Popeye, the dock worker, <laughs> and set mm-hmm. and set Terrell up? As the likely suspect, I'm so lost. Uh, I think so. Okay. Oh, no. I kept writing down like, all right, so this person killed this person, and then this happened here, and ooh, and what? And it was like they kept on introducing uh, uh, more people, and uh, I was so I, well, I wasn't terribly confused, but I was I was str- struggling to uh, keep track. I was definitely was confused on. Who killed Popeye the dock worker? Which was not even our our body of the week. Our body of the week was Big Fish. So maybe that's something that'll be revealed. It's all like it's funny because it's like we're trying to solve this crime, but also like Drake's motivations and um, you know where uh, where he was at certain times are not very clear unless we see that see them in a vision. So anyway. <laughs> Are you there? He's un he's unreliable, but the visions are yeah is that are how we know the truth. Yeah, I was thinking Big Fish killed Big Fish shot Drake. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because we see that in the vision. <laughs> okay. Big Fish is the one that shot Drake because I'm assuming. Okay, so Big Fish shot the two Utopium dealers. One of them has a fake leg. Um, uh-huh. They're former soldiers, and then, um, and then he was in this field again with Drake and Donnie, and he shot Drake, and then was shot by Donnie. And I'm wondering if Donnie like surprised him. Mm-hmm. You didn't get a lot of what's going on in the scene, what's going on around them. Mm-hmm. So, like, did did Big Fish? And Drake go to this field or something, and then a big fish shot Drake because Drake was snooping, or I don't know. It was so weird. Because <laughs> mm. on one hand, you get this like um, big fish was this huge liar, and he was kind of a goofy guy that lied to like everybody and tried picking up girls at a bar, and then all of a sudden he's also like murdering people left and right. <laughs> Especially these uh, two utopium smugglers, Vic Parisi and Lonnie Evans, who we find out, like, we see, like, the grieving mother and everything, so it kind of humanizes them a little bit. Yeah, and that's the social commentary of the show is, you know, these uh, Iraq or Afghanistan vets come home and can't find jobs, so they get mixed up in crime. With, uh, yeah, Stacey Boss. Like, these guys were, like, pleading for their lives before... um, um, 
Drake murdered them. Yeah, and the mother was like, I hope that he didn't. Uh, I hope he wasn't in pain. Oh, he, I'm sure he wasn't. Okay, let's go. The the lies. Mm. Uh, okay, Liv was going to go talk to this mother. Yes. And Drake calls her and says, oh, you know, I'm on the hypochondriac brain, and I feel like I'm having an appendicitis. I can't come. Did you believe him? The first time I watched it, I did. And the second time, I was like, because she mentions his name to the mother, and the mother hasn't ever yeah. heard of him. So I guess he lied to Liv to keep from coming there to keep that from happening, to get, keep to keep from be, uh, being exposed as lying about where he knew this guy from. Because he said that they went to high school together. Right. They didn't. They worked for Mr. Boss. Right. Yeah, because I was like, so did he not know Drake at all? Or did he know Drake, but he knew Drake through Mr. Boss and obviously – he doesn't bring his drug dealer friends home to, or, you know, enforcer friends home to meet his mom. Right. Yeah. And then there's this whole thing like, okay, so did Drake um, make it look like um, Terrell Johnson? Um, did, he, did he kill Terrell or did he help him escape to Mexico? Oh, I'm sure he too. killed him. Because Stacy Ball said, you know, he resides at this address. You need to make that an untrue statement or whatever. Right. And he was right. like, yeah, yeah, no problem. But that's you the don't thing. Have to sweet talk me. He goes to Mexico. He doesn't reside there anymore, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I feel like uh, Drake is going to do what Stacy Boss says to do. If you don't do what Stacy Boss says, you end up buried in a field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and apparently that's. <laughs> I don't know. That was Big Fish's favorite place to bury bodies, but yeah, ended up being Big Fish's final resting place. <laughs> and and the interesting thing about this is, you know, maybe those guys were trying to make it to the border. Is that what it is was? Because they were going. Is there a border there? They're trying to make it to Canada. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. It all sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and. You know, Terrell took a flight to Mexico where, you know, he could have just went to Canada. Maybe he likes warmer weather. Um, And the other thing that happens here is because Terrell wasn't, quote unquote, murdered, even though he probably was, um, it looks like he ran to Mexico. So now DeVore is handing over um, the case to Homeland Security. So that gets the cops off of the scent of what's going on, uh, anything connected to uh, Stacy Boss. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, who's 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 Deborah? Devore, Lieutenant Devore, yeah, Lieutenant Devore. And uh, there's the scene where she's telling Clive to make another pot of coffee, and he said, oh, "They're K-cups." Yeah, and he, he says that woman's like anyway, saying that he she gives him a hard time, right? I think that, you you know, know, I was thinking that was kind of um, remnants of what happened with Suzuki. Like, uh, he was the only one that said Suzuki wasn't a hero. He was uh, somehow connected to this whole meat cute massacre. He wasn't a a hero cop that, you know, saved a bunch of people or whatever. He was somehow involved. But, you know, and that's why DeVore might be treating him terribly. That hasn't really Mm -hmm. been... Touched on too much in the last few episodes So I don't know There's so much There's so many different things happening On this show (laughs) Uh, Oh uh, Liv's uh, Liv uh, pretending to be somebody else And uh, talking to this grieving mother Not only was very Veronica Mars like um, But I actually found out on Twitter That uh, the name Amy Allen Is an A-team reference it's a, a character that was on A Team, so that's two characters from A Team uh, mm. from the eighties. So Rob loves the A Team, so <laughs> we'll keep our eyes out for any Murdochs or faces or Hannibals. Um, yeah. What else? Um, yeah, they find this clue to the swing set. Uh, they find the clue, the, the the vision, and that that brings them to the swing set, and that's where they dig up the bodies. And. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we've successfully explained how all the pieces fit together. And I almost like, I almost hope that, you know, when we find out what Drake's deal is, whether it's through, I don't know, Blaine or Mr. Boss, like tying him to a chair about to murder him or by Liv, uh, you know, having another talk with him. Because 
she seems very very honest with with him as compared to they they by now they have a they have a very close relationship because yeah. when he's leaving to go guard the door you know uh he says she says you know she makes a, a she bakes a mean brain ziti. Yeah. Is that a lie? She said, no. And she said, uh, I'll put a key under the mat and bring another girl. We'll make it a party. <laughs> and he says, okay. He says, okay. And he walks off and she said, you know, that was a lie. He's of course, like he knows her yeah. well enough to know when she's kidding or when she's for real. Yeah. So that was nice. I guess I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of this relationship. I well, think the only you know we like I mean, you know, they they did the the writers tried did try to endear us to, to uh Drake uh having the mother on the last episode. And yeah, that worked for that part, but man, he's doing all sorts of shady things and I don't I don't know I don't know what Yeah, you know, it's not it's going to end badly. It's going to yeah. you know, maybe not as like Lowell, but it, it will not be a pleasant situation. Yeah. But uh okay. The, the scene where they're in bed and he's <laughs> this is like just like my husband <laughs> my husband is a rational human being 99.9 percent of the time but for some reason he will say look at this look at this bump you think this is cancer do you think i have leukemia <laughs> do you think i have the brain to like no you don't have cancer <laughs> <laughs> and the reason it's you know frustrating is because it's he's not like that. But every once in a while, do you th- every time he has an ache, do you think I have leukemia? No, you don't have leukemia. And then he will make fun of his mother for for saying something that is you know wondering if she has cancer. <laughs> yeah, we all get older. We start worrying that, <laughs> and you know, going to WebMD uh, doesn't ever help. <laughs> right, you can diagnose yourself with lots of things. The last thing I had on my notes was this. This episode was supposed to be the season finale. And and I do want to ask Rob if they changed anything at all when they realized they had six more episodes. But if this was supposed to be the season finale, which is really weird because Max Rager was barely mentioned. If it was like, a, you know, you got a reference to it. Peyton, nowhere to be found. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, Frank. Um, and, uh, you know, like, I, you know, Gilda, Rita, nothing going on with her. I, would you have been happy if this was like it for the year? I I don't think I would have been. I think I would have been like, I mean, it was an emotional, it was satisfying emotionally because, you know, the big triumph at the end. Yeah. I mean, it just, well, I mean, there's just... Like, they like were they leaving finally, more for, like, for the season three. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, you can, they can't create a cure. I just want them to find something that makes it so Major doesn't die and and Blaine, I guess, because you know. Yeah, how do they create a cure but not cure live? Right. Unless so, what? Never mind. <laughs> you know something I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know anything. <laughs> I've just seen a picture, a promo picture. Oh, yes. Oh, that promo picture. My goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so we have six more episodes left. And that's five more weeks because two episodes are uh, airing on the same night. Um, and we have – we're going to have a little hiatus, I'm sure, sometime. I'm not quite sure, folks, when that hiatus is going to be. I'm assuming it's going to be after – the episode after next, I'm assuming it's going to be after he blinded me with science, but I'm not certain. So, wait a minute. What is next week? Next week's the one about the coffee. Yeah, yeah. That's and then when sunshine. is and he and blinded then... me with science is the next episode after that. Uh, okay. And then we have two sixteen and two seventeen, and then the season finale is going to be two eighteen and two nineteen. So that's three weeks there. But anyway. We we did all this last week. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I have no memory. That's okay. I I'm I'm not good with uh, counting weeks or anything. Um. So yeah. Oh. So we have six more episodes. What do we expect that they wrap up in those six episodes? And what 
are we okay with them leaving until season three? I think any sort of final showdown with Blaine, um, I'm okay with them leaving till season three because I don't want Blaine to die. <laughs> um, like, how about this? I'll, I'll ask you this. Would you rather they wrap up the Max Rager stuff or the Stacy Boss stuff by the end of season two? In the next two, in the next six episodes. I feel like Max Rager is here to stay. I feel like Stacy Boss is temporary. Yeah. There's more of a personal connection with, with, uh, with Max Rager. Although they seem like yeah. they are an easier, um, foe to take down because even though they're, they're international. They're run by one guy, you know? I mean, unless we find out that uh, there's this, this whole board that he works for. There's a bunch of other evil Von de Clarks that are, uh, that are working <laughs> on the board. And ready to take an evil Von de Clark in every country. Yes. <laughs> cloned. Cloned cloned the Clarks. Cloned douche Clarks. Yeah, I feel like Stacy Boss will be wrapped up this season. Yeah. And, and, I, and Drake will be gone. I don't. I don't foresee Drake being in season three. Right. Yeah, I think I'd be okay with that too. Although I do want them to wrap up Max Rager too. I'd like them to wrap up both <laughs> and leave the uh, and leave the Blaine stuff for uh, for next season because they they can't kill Blaine. Come on. Yeah, I feel like Blaine will be around. I think they're going to leave Always. Blaine in like mortal danger at the end of the season, but he'll be fine next 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 uh, next season. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't want them. I don't want to lose any cast members at this point. I mean, except for like Drake, who, who I'm still not liking. Although I'm sure Greg Finley is a a, a nice enough guy uh, as an actor. I just don't like this guy with Liv, and he's shady, and I don't think he's any good. So, <laughs> but he's got a hilarious mom. So <laughs> keep his mom around now. <laughs> Uh, anything else you wanted to mention about your expectations or we can get into that later on? Uh, I think I've said everything. You've said everything. <laughs> I've said everything. everything. My, said. my throat is sore. Um, <laughs> we have a couple pieces of feedback. Do you have our email open or? Yes, I have our oh, Daisy, email. Daisy wrote a long one here. Oh, Daisy. <laughs> you me read it? <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Hi, guys. Overall, great episode. We really got a lot out of it. Blaine's humor got to shine through the episode, and I like that we learned that we got to learn more about his background. His character is starting to make a lot more sense. Mm. Does that redeem him? Not really, but his character is more interesting. Being evil for no reason isn't pretty, uh, but being evil because your nanny starved you, locked you up, and got rid of your dog is some nice character insight. Speaking mm. of the dog, that was a low blow from the writers right after we just <laughs> we uh, just said goodbye to Minor. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Minor is not holding up a rosebush. He's in a he's in a, he's in better hands. I'm sure. Sure of it. Some thoughts going forward. If Angus really does make a new video wheel, how will that affect Bazio's chaos killer chaos killer investigation? I'm assuming Blaine will make it look like it was filmed before Angus was killed. Forgive my inability to make air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> but that will look kind of suspicious. Bazio doesn't seem like the type to fall for it. Yeah, she's a smart lady. Um, but, I mean, maybe... Gosh, it's going to be really hard to torture the hell out of Angus and then make it look like he's uh, um, doing this will not under duress at all. Because mm-hmm. like, he looks terrible. Yeah. Don't get frozen. It seems terrible <laughs> to be, go through. He doesn't look like Captain America, that's for sure. Uh, and is Clive on to live? He said he always assumed her mimicry of victims' personalities was part of the psychic thing, but has it become too much? And now that Clive and Bazio have uh, blurry proof that Major is hanging out with Blaine, or palling around with Blaine, uh, will they get mm-hmm. Liv involved? Will the others find out what... Major has been doing. I really hope so. Also, it sounds like Drake has been working for Mr. Boss for a while. I don't think he's an inherently bad guy, but I just don't trust him. I don't trust him either. Um, you know, that makes me think, like, it might be, I mean, it might be kind of irresponsible for Clive to 
um, be working with Liv right now if she's so directly in, involved in like to like a, a prime suspect of things. Well, of course, now Blaine's the prime suspect, but still, Major is Major is someone that Clive has suspected for a while. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he tried to get rid of her at the end of Cape Town. It wasn't happening. So, <laughs> <laughs> and New Hope died. So I have a message for Rob Thomas and the iZombie writers. If either Major or Blaine die, I will never forgive you guys. Never. And of course, that also applies to Liv, Robbie, Clive, and Peyton. <laughs> I absolutely love this show. Can't wait till next week. Thanks for the great podcast, Daisy. Yeah, take a note, Steph. That's what Daisy said. Take a note. Yeah. If Major or Blaine oh, die okay. or yes, anybody we will, else. We will tell Rob Thomas this. She'll never she forgive never him. forgive you. Okay. <laughs> P.S. Okay, Daisy's P.S. I've heard people express concern about whether Peyton will turn into a zombie after sleeping with Blaine, but Rita Gilda didn't turn in, didn't turn after sleeping with Major, so I don't think anything will happen to that. <gasps> okay. That makes me want to slap my head. Duh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> I feel like the girl in the morgue, like, what a jerk, he never <laughs> called me. <laughs> All right, and um, the last bit of feedback, thank you, Daisy, is from Dr. Moira Brown um, with some audio feedback. Let's hope I turn the auto lock off on my phone so it doesn't get interrupted halfway through. (laughs) Here we go. And special guest, if there is one this week, uh, it's Moira here. Um, Just want to make a comment on something that Jen said a couple of weeks back. When she was on the show, she commented that we do not get iZombie in Canada. And I can confirm she's quite correct. So I uh, have to, you know, go to certain lengths in order to watch the show and see it in time to send feedback. And this week I was lucky and able to pull that off. So here we go. Um, I liked the way in this week's episode uh, that the case of the week tied in with the overarching story of our heroes. Um, I mean, it allowed us to finally find the tainted utopium. And thank God, just in time, because New Hope just expired and Ravi is getting a little desperate. And, you know, we want to see a cure for, uh, for Major. At least I do. I'm not so sure I want to care for, um, you know, for Blaine. He's he's kind of more fun when he's a scary, creepy zombie. Anyway, and if we ever uh, had forgotten just how horrible a person Blaine is, if we ever got complacent because he's behaving himself recently in his newfound guise as a funeral director, if we needed a reminder of how awful he is, we certainly got it in the last scene when we saw him unleash the chief and the the makeup artist on his dad. So, yeah, that was pretty darn creepy. Um, let me think, what else did I like? Oh, um, as, uh, well, what I like, what I think about was that the brain of the week this week, um, being the pathological liar, was maybe not as um, scintillating a brain as some of them have been, but it was okay. Um, you know, I think we could have done a bit more with that, but, you know, it was fine. Um, I think my favorite thing in all of this is that we finally get to see Clive starting to get suspicious of Liv. I mean, it's about time he started to figure it out. In fact, Robin, I think you made a comment about that last week, that it had to happen eventually. So that, that was amusing to me, and I think it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Um, what other things? Uh, oh, yeah, Liv's boyfriend. Oof. Um, I, oh, this, this doesn't, this does not give me a good feeling. He seemed completely happy to do Stacy Boss's bidding, and that makes me fear for the future of her relationship with him. Uh, yeah, I just have a bad feeling about that guy, you know? Anyways, so overall, this was, you know, it was a good solid episode. I don't have a whole lot of complaints other than the brain of the week being a bit weak. Um, but I feel like it moved the story along and, you know, the overarching stuff got moved forward. So that was good. Anyway, so I enjoyed this one. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to give this a good solid, um, let's see. Eight out of ten Les Mis soundtracks of your life. Because really, don't all of us have Les Mis playing in the background all the time? Don't we? 
All right. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. <laughs> that Nicely was correct. timed. <laughs> oh, Amazing. She's gonna be talking till the end of the song. I'm gonna sit back. <laughs> well, thank you, one day, Moira. Uh, appreciate the feedback, and uh, as always, yeah. Um, oh wow. Uh, all right, so I am so much, so much of me trying to resist to. Uh, sing along with her voicemail, but then folks wouldn't hear what she was actually saying. So. All right. Um, I think we've talked long enough. Hopefully, we'll have another episode out to you guys uh, this week. Um, but uh, next time on I Zombie, Eternal Sunshine of the Caffeinated Mind. Uh, it says here. Enrico Colantoni guest stars. Oh! Yay! I'm so glad you know how to say his name. I hope I'm <laughs> saying it correctly. You know who we could, we could ask? Write this down. Oh, okay. <laughs> how do you say Enrico? Enrico I know uh, Enrico really well. I just can't Colantoni. Colantoni sounds right. Okay. The description is, when an incredibly optimistic coffee shop owner is murdered, Liv uses her sunny outlook to help Clive solve the murder. Meanwhile, things begin to go from bad to worse for Blaine, and Drake is forced to cancel plans with Liv due to a run-in with Seattle's finest. Uh, it says Robert Buckley and Raul Coley also star. No way. Uh, directed by Jason Bloom, written by Kit Boss. Oh, hot dog. Yeah, he's great. And I think that's it. <laughs> Your husband's calling you, so we better go. <laughs> Hang up quick. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Elaborate lie, elaborate lie, elaborate lie. And uh, we're out. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. The I Zombie Podcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Thank you for listening to our show. Obligatory contact information in three, two, one. You can follow me on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow me as well at L. Robinero. If you like what we do, check out our other podcast about the Joss Whedon show, Angel, Redemption Cast. Find us at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. I also have a third podcast all about the Marvel Netflix television series, The Defenders Podcast. Find that at defenderspod.com. Like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com slash groups slash Podcast. You can find those links and more on our home on the web, iZombiePodcast.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Use those delicious cerebellums and make sure you leave it on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're out. Brand Appetit!